Welcome to the AI Show. I'm Scott Stevenson, co-founder of DeepGram. With me is Jeff Ward, a.k.a. Susan. He's a Navy pilot, a claimed dad joke writer, and AI scientist at DeepGram. Hi, all. On the AI Show, we talk about all things AI. What is it? What can you do with it? How does it affect you? Where is it going? We're live and ready to answer your questions. Comment on YouTube and Twitch or tweet at DeepGram AI to join in. Today, we're asking the question, should AI be regulated? Oh, man. This is a big one. Yeah. I, I, there's know, some recent news. Yeah. That, well, there's there's some big... Basically, government has figured out that AI exists. Like, whoa, wait a minute. Right? I this mean, is important stuff. Yeah. It's like, maybe the world can change and all sorts of things can happen. Yeah. And that means we're going to regulate it. Yeah. yeah. You know, let's just cut we'll tax chase. it. Regulate Should it. it be that? You know, it's going to be. Yeah. You know? yeah. So really, yeah. the question is, how is it going to be? Mm-hmm. And what does it take to do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, how do you even define something from a legal standpoint? Of what is AI? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, a pretty rough one. You can start with technology, right? Anything that is made from a computer. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we, we've struggled with this question multiple times on the show. Like, yeah. how do you define this versus that? You go, mm-hmm. you know, to the internets and the wikis, and suddenly yeah. there's eight different, you know, definitions for one s- set of tools. And over yep. time, these things blend together so seamlessly that you don't even realize where mm-hmm. AI begins and other things, you know, began. And yeah, it's a big challenge. Yep. And you, the, I don't know. It's a big problem. Yeah. So first, can we define it in a legal, well pinned down way that will be durable? You know, so five, ten years from now, this this legal definition of AI can be used to then say this needs to be regulated in these different ways. Pro- probably not in any good way. Yeah, I, I can't imagine a good way. No, no. You, you, you set something down now, it seems all right. What are you going to do? Anything that looks smart? You know, no, they're not going to do that. Anything that uses GPUs? Okay, probably not. Anything that, you know, it, it, like uh, software that gets better over time, um, gets, better with, gets better with exposure to data, uh, you know what kind of definitions are you going to come up with? Will will curve fitting in Excel suddenly be exactly. uh, controlled? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> curve fitting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, seriously, fit a curve in Excel. You know, uh, now, wait. yeah, wait, you wait just a minute. Did linear regression on that those points there. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a, a huge challenge, and I, I think that it, just the beginning is fraught with danger. There, I, I think there's no way that this could be regulated well. Basically, like there's. There's a, you could, you can regulate it and maybe government will because of hype and things like that, but, uh, it, it's probably a mistake. Well, it, there, there, I'm going to take a slightly contrary view. Some regulations have helped in the past industries, but, uh, like what, (laughs) like what, like banking. Uh, well, no, that's a, that's true. Yeah, no. So the, banking. The, basically when it comes down to say protecting consumers or something along those lines, mm-hmm. there's, there are examples where, you know, the regulations have helped, but yeah. you know, this is a really big challenge here because first of all, the regulations that were, you know, are starting to come out are talking about like export laws, mm-hmm. um, export controls because of, you know, AI being weaponized. That's not really talking about consumer protections here. Um, that's going to be really, really hard to to find something beneficial for the average person um, coming out of regulations like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, 
the right uh, right legislation can also help increase uh, an industry. Like, so if you're a company X and you know regulations are coming, but you don't know what they're going to be, when they finally sat down, then at least you know the playing field, Mm -hmm. right? So long as they're not too damaging, you can now step in understanding there's a safety net of here's my boundary, don't go past this, and I can build within inside this niche. Now, the problem is, like we've already started talking about, like, can you build those boundaries in any meaningful way? Yeah, the meaningful way, the the real part of this. Okay, yeah, there will be regulations of some type, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, there are lenient regulations and then there are, like, real regulations, right? Where you have to do things this way and comply yeah. that way, et cetera, otherwise, you know? And uh, you, when you start to do that, you are – the U.S. was in a – more unique position in the past in in other similar revolutions uh you know we we were the leaders and we were the ones that had the resources to go after things like uh you know in the later part of the industrial revolution in the tech revolution Mm -hmm. you know we didn't have to worry so much about other players that's Mm -hmm. not true anymore um uh china is a powerhouse they have a huge population they have their own economy they don't have to rely on the u.s at least from a tech perspective they've got their own twitter their own facebook their own whatever and uh you could be like oh well they're all copies of the u.s u.s well doesn't matter the huge economy there right and they have tons of people and data flows freely and Mm -hmm. uh models and algorithms flow freely and uh, they're a population that's four times the size of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And uh, now they're waking up, too. Their middle class is only going to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, in the U.S., uh, we're pretty stagnant. And so when you say, hey, we're going to start throwing the ratchets on, uh, ratchet straps on everything and tie it down and everything, you know, nothing can leave the U.S. Well, that's fine, uh, except no money will be left in the U.S. in order to uh, develop AI. Not none, just less. Um, and data, data won't be free to train the algorithms. Meanwhile, in China, data is flowing freely, money is fl- uh, flowing freely, and their economy is bolstered ma- massively. And we are here saying, like, we're the future Europe. <laughs> Well, it's it, it's definitely a challenge because, um, like you said, you know, the good example is they have their Twitters, they have their Facebooks, but they're fairly blatant copies in some ways. And, yeah, but and they that, work. Yeah, and that the the example that's exactly the point. The, they don't have the controls that say you're not allowed to really do that. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so if we start, you know, throwing down the screws, you yeah, know, we we stop getting the benefits of of seeing the results of their research and incorporating that in you know, mm-hmm. giving that cross-pollination. So I, I, I do think that it, we could, we could do real harm here and quickly get behind. Yeah. Um, if, if we put on brakes that are kind of meaningless, I mean, you, say arms controls, you can stop physical pieces from leaving the country, you know, some of the, the things that it takes to build, you know, big weapon systems just can't be easily, reproduced in another country mm-hmm. therefore you know it's a physical thing arms controls kind of make sense mm-hmm. but when it comes to you know machine learning and all that stuff you can be a uh, an 18 year old you know kid in your in your basement with a computer and come mm-hmm. up with some great crazy mm-hmm. new model tweak mm-hmm. that rivals what others are doing it's mm-hmm. becoming a little bit harder i'm not saying it's it's that easy yeah. well you could always do this with software though yeah right do we regulate software yeah we do we do some. How well does it work? Uh, yeah, you know, um, the 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 challenge here is that um, 
regulating something where the people you're trying to stop are already kind of on parity with us. Yeah. And they're going to continue on. Yeah. That just doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but okay. Regulations are coming, you know, right. They're fine. How do you deal with it? Are they going to go with some technological definition or are they going to say maybe for civilian use, you know, you can, you can do whatever you want, but for military use you can't, or like, how are they going to drop the lines here? I, you know, so there's um, uh, the there's a request or not a, uh, a notice talking about regulations coming, um, and inside of there, they're discussing you know how to possibly define it, and then part of the comments is is how should we define this and all that stuff, but in there it doesn't really break down military or civilian, mm-hmm. and and you got to think a lot of the civilian stuff could easily be used for military stuff. Think about drones. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, I want to build a drone that does a whole lot of image recognition stuff. You know, I, I want to build that farm drone I've always thought about, right? Well, that exact same technology could obviously easily be used for military purposes. Mm-hmm. So you can't just say, oh, if it's civilian, go for it, because you can flip that switch and in 10 seconds have turned it over to, to military. So mm-hmm. these regulations are not going to try to, you know, not going to be easily you know, split between civilian and, and you know, military uh, uses there. So th- that's a huge challenge. But, but right what there. are they going to regulate? The code? Like, don't open source AI anymore. Yeah, like, it's going to be uh, a challenge. You know, but th- there's also, you know, a lot of different things that regulation can touch. So, you know, how they're going to do it, this is, this is, to me, a huge, big question for the future. I don't know, right? Yeah. You know, uh, I, don't, I don't personally see an easy solution here. But I can see, like, the intents are, of course, you know, military export, you know, import-export on, on military weapons. But not only that, but think about biomedical research and, you know, applications and, and you know, hospitals and stuff like that. Those regulations are, are, are definitely going to happen, you know. Maybe autonomous vehicles. Here's a set of standard data sets that you must pass. Mm-hmm. Your machine learning algorithms must pass to to be able to be considered a, a drivable vehicle in California. Yep. Those types of regulations, those types of you know acts are, are clearly coming, um, and you know are, probably are are warranted. You know, I can easily see the st- you know standard data sets from the government being a form of regulation or mm-hmm. you know being you know, being a form of control on, on these things for specific applications. Mm-hmm. But then, but saying this piece of code, you know, because it has, it was built using some function in the toolkit of, of X, mm-hmm. that's, you know, you can't ship it across the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just, those types of things are, are really hard to even understand how that could happen. Yeah. You know, yeah, the uh, closest thing I can think of that has like real, you know, real export uh, um, restrictions on it are FPGAs, and there there are really fancy FPGAs in the world um, that still have export restrictions on them from the U.S. They're created in the U.S. Uh, it's essentially it's a lot like a processor, um, almost as fast as a processor, uh, but it, it performs kind of like an ASIC in application-specific integrated circuit. But it's it's a programmable processor, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. You can it's a field programmable gate array, so you can physically manipulate the gates on it on a um, and they're very small gates and there are millions of them. Um, but you can physically manipulate them with electric fields, and the mili- you, know, you can't ship those out of the country if they're uh, above a certain performance level, essentially. Mm-hmm. So um, the 
the companies that make these like uh, Xilinx can't ship out their high end stuff to like China basically. And, uh, but that's a physical object, right? That's hard to produce. That is done with tooling, you know, mm-hmm. that, it, that would be very hard to replicate somewhere else. Uh, code is a different story, but, you know, but even on the uh, FPGA front, like, Honestly, that seems like a technology that should should be uh, a lot more prevalent, and I can only imagine that saying above a performance level has really squashed the industry. Cause oh yeah. Why try to go for that performance level if you know that you don't have a worldwide distribution for it? Yeah. Or in that you have to go through all sorts of different regulatory hurdles just to even ship it within the U.S. Mm-hmm. You're you're gonna have to do stuff. So it probably has had a chilling effect. It's not my area, so I can't mm-hmm. say for certain, but it mm-hmm. just seems like there's some areas there. You know, another one that's that's pretty relevant is cryptography. Um, that one's right in the, in the wheelhouse here of being, you know, software. And mm-hmm. there's a long history of cryptography going all around the world. It really has not been stopped, but you know, having limits on like bit sizes of keys and things like that. And you know, it's 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 just kind of ridiculous. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, oh, this program is okay so long as you can't increase this one counter b- above this level. It's like. Mm-hmm. Really, you, you really think that stopped its use elsewhere? You yeah. Know? Um, so it, it's it's a challenge. Uh, you know, how are they going to identify it? How are we going? What are we going to do for it? What industries? What areas are, is yeah. this going to affect? Well, well, we talked about the export side of it. What about the import side? You know, when we regulate to the point where we can't uh, actually beat others and they have the good stuff, will we be able to import the good stuff? Ooh, well, here's another question, you know, just like there's data havens, they're starting to pop up for GDPR, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Will we have, you know, machine learning havens? Will, will your, you know, yeah. a- Amazon put the, 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 the core guts of Alexa in, in China? Yeah. Because they can really rip you apart there. Yeah. Because they were able to train and do stuff they can't do here or, yeah. or vice versa. Probably. Um, I mean... Well, Again, the, that's I, I think huge the ed- speculation craziness. I think at the, bo- the at the end of the day, uh, regulation, data privacy, uh, these things matter, and and you shouldn't abuse them. But people do want a better life. They do want more productivity. They do want good products. That, mm-hmm. And a way to get there is with data training on it, building a smart system. And uh, the way that we used to do that is we just have humans do it. Um, that's really expensive and they can only do so much essentially. And now it's like, Hey, we have the opportunity to have machines do things that humans could do maybe at a hundred X the, the productivity and, and we're worried about it, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, okay, well you should be worried about it, but also you should think about the productivity gains that you're squashing by that and saying like, Hey, more people could be fed, more people can, uh, have better healthcare, you know, when you let this ride for a few decades and just bring up the rising tide lifts all boats here, you know, everything becomes more productive. Um, of course it'll only be the very developed, uh, you know, the pretty developed countries that are benefit benefiting from it in the beginning, but you know, that, that stuff does normalize across the world, just like mobile phones. Well, it, there's a, you know, that's the hope. Um, you know, the reality well, it takes time though. It might yeah. not, it might even be in our lifetime, you know, it might be over the next 50 years, like, Hey, there are AI powerhouses, but you know, the stuff relaxes. It isn't like a steam. You can't st- find a steam engine anywhere, right? Okay. It's 200 years later. Everything's fine. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, there are other better things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in general, we've got what's been happening, 
more and more and faster and faster. I'm not going to go to the Kurzweil, you know, stuff <laughs> Oh, here, no. But, but society's <laughs> yeah. struggling to catch up yeah. with technology. You know, technology used to move basically at this pace of society. You know, we, as a new thing came along, we were sort of integrating it into our it, You didn't have to change yourself norms. very much in your lifetime. Well, you know, yeah. the, the, the social norms would adapt to that one new thing. It would yeah. take a little bit while and go. Yeah. And, 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 and now there's a new thing and a new thing and a new thing and a new thing. And, and we're still trying to catch up with the fact that you can you can call someone anywhere in the world you know for basically nothing mm -hmm. you know we're still catching up with technology that came out in the 80s and 90s um, and f finding regulations and you know uh, ways of, of integrating the social implications of those things into in, into us so this is just another one that's just so massive and it's changing so fast yep you know going back to the definition problem, you know, defining what is AI, what is not, um, you know, what you can and can't do with it. Just, just skip ahead to, you know, 10 years from now and the speech model that's been training off of, you know, X million hours worth of mm -hmm. data and is perfect and amazing, but is no longer tagged to that data. It's just, you know, a hundred megs worth of weights or something like mm -hmm. that. Can you transfer that hundred megs worth of speech, you know, weights, but, you can't touch the data. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, you know, separating those two. Now you've, you've got the, the knowledge yeah. store that represents an entire huge thing. A bunch. It represents experience. Yeah. yeah. It re represents experience. But the experience is stored in the, yeah. in the model weights. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that represents an entire huge data cache in a lot of ways, you know, yeah. um, these types of ideas of, of, of something that is small that can represent this huge thing. It's like, it's like saying I've got my, my core engineer at a company and you've stolen them and, and moved them somewhere else. If you mm -hmm. take the model weights, that kind of thing, mm -hmm. like equating, um, people to, but they're replicable. They're clonable <laughs> they're instantly. And clonable. Yeah. But yeah, well, I mean, which I think is actually a, a really interesting thing. This is going to have to be figured out in the legal landscape. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it, 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 it touches on regulation, but you, you have a new being mm -hmm. in, in some sense of the word that now has a bunch of experience that is now useful mm -hmm. and you can pump electricity into it and it does stuff. Right. Yep. Um, that can be infinitely replicated and you know sent somewhere else and run on other hardware uh but just as you said it's not taking the data with it anymore mm -hmm. it's just taking its experience well hey we already have that it's called humans you know when they go get a job somewhere they work and they do things uh can they reveal uh specific data um that that was in that company that they shouldn't or something they could but they're not going to right um like it's hard to remember it like you're, you're going through lines and lines of excel data or whatever you don't remember it you remember the basic stuff you remember the 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 the, the platonic truths of what you were working on there but you know what you do when you get hired somewhere else somewhere else you're taking all of those learnings and you're yeah. using them somewhere else yeah. right it's a very very similar thing you're transporting this around you know and hey you can learn from something over here too and then you can go take a new job and learn from something over here and that's the trajectory of your life what is that this is like a gray area yeah. for sure yeah that, that, what if someone steals that from from your company is yeah. it you know is it worth the the storage is it kidnapping megs or is it worth billions of dollars yeah right yeah. um so you know we, we like i said we've been talking about you know uh, uh regulations and stuff but the legal aspects of of what these new entities are is clearly a, a broad, wide open thing. You yeah. Know? Stealing all the, the code behind, uh, you know, something is, is one thing, but stealing the model that took 
I don't know how many GPU hours yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah. how much data to build. Yeah. That's a huge deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it, it, the world is changing. The world is getting a lot smaller. One thing that's true though is, uh, it, uh, communication can happen roughly instantly now, right? You can talk and see anybody anywhere in the world for the most part. Um, you can't just go anywhere else in the world instantly. That yeah. that holds things Once back I get a little my teleporter. bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that holds things back a little bit right now. Where um, if you want to go tell your friend we're in San Francisco in New Zealand, you know something, or show up to their wedding or whatever, you know it's not going to be two seconds later and you're there, right? And uh, so that actually keeps some of the variance in the world still. Meaning there are still cultures, there are still local, uh, there's still Geography local. Matters. Yeah, geography still matters and and things like that. So so I'm not I, I don't come at this from the fact that well the world is all the same. Hey, everybody's evol evolving to the point all of our cultures will just become one. You know I don't think that's extremely true, but I think that is for the mean is pretty true. But there are things that still stick around, and um, this is just another step toward that. Essentially, everybody everybody becomes more, or not everybody, but all of the uh, different cultures become more productive. They have more, they have better health. They have they have more free time. They have things like that, and everybody's lifted up by that. But they're not going to be identical, mostly because of the ge geographical differences there. Like it's hard to move. That's one of the, one of the few things helping to slow down stuff is, is geography. Yeah. Right? Well, and this is this is what regulation is kind of getting into is saying like, hey, moving one thing from this place to there because we're us and you're them, and there's a, a real geographical difference between us. So that's actually going to persist. There won't probably in the in the next next hundred years there won't be just like one country, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it won't be. Uh, every single sci-fi will have. Uh, what what is the the generic sci-fi name for the one world government that comes up in all the sci-fi stories. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, what the empire? <laughs> no, <laughs> that's generally a thousand years. Oh, like when okay. you read sci-fi books, you know, <laughs> okay, yeah. it turns into an empire, like, you know, a thousand years. Uh, okay. Okay. You know? Yeah. And in the, the near term, most sci-fi says one world government within like, got it. Know, yeah. Generic 50 years. In the future, oh, okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. But you know, really where we're heading is, is like most things, we're going to need some, some test cases in life. Mm -hmm. to help us, you know, clarify these things, you know, um, part of the one example that's been recent is of course, Google search in China. This is, you know, clearly touching on the areas that we're talking about here. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a test case for, for how we are reacting. There's a big social and, you know, and company, mm -hmm. you know, uh, um, you know, anti movement for that. Right. And, you know, will we start building more and more legislation that says, Hey, Google, you can't, you know, bring your search technology into China for reason X, Y, and Z. Or if you do, you have to do it under these conditions. I mean, that's actually a, a great example where where the problem was that they were bending to another country's like mm -hmm. law. Uh, you know what they yeah. want them to yeah. do, as opposed to opening up the full reign of, yeah, of yeah. what they could do. They were they were limiting themselves. But you know, those types of test cases are going to happen. Right. Yep. They're, they're probably already happening. We just aren't aware of many of them and we'll see them in the news pop up, you know, you know, day after day and reach a certain momentum. And we'll find certain small key things that can help us, you know, improve them the next time they happen. Um, the, the real challenge, though, is will we go too big too early? Mm -hmm. and I think we, we both agreed doing 
big rash things right now would probably be more harmful than, than yeah, helpful. You probably want to go the soft direction versus the hard direction, you know, um, like United Nations or something like that, rather than uh, like hard laws where like put people in jail type kind of thing. Yeah, well, especially when it's going to be fairly arbitrary, you know, whatever definition you come up with, you know suddenly just just the fact that you have speech recognition in your app makes it uh your app is now not allowed to be exported yeah. and yeah. and it's like what yeah <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that would be a huge challenge you know and especially since it's being integrated in so many areas yeah what are the benefits of regulation well like i said before you know the benefits are it can it can stabilize a market right it can give yep. give stability to companies like um, yeah hey this new thing is here what should we do as a company what should we plan for what should we yeah you, you know your boundaries yeah. right you can work within boundaries right that that is a, a benefit because it reduces risk right yeah. you 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 now know that if you stay within here you're not going to be arbitrarily smacked yep. you know benefits again we talked about the consumer side of the house you know, good consumer um, protections, well-crafted consumer protections yeah. can be, you know, hugely beneficial um, to, yeah. to consumers and also to companies. You know, it keeps everybody on a, a, a sane playing field mm-hmm. when they have to keep consumers first to a certain yeah. degree. Safe play area. It's yeah. a lot like children, yeah. you know, like stay on your block. You know, hey, you can do a lot of things in this area, but, you know, don't yeah. set things on fire. Don't stick forks into electrical outlets. Yeah. Don't cross the road. But, but like we talked about, e- even going down those routes, you know, the fact that you start putting those things into place, um, you know, you, you're pigeonholing down and you really run the risk of saying, you know, naming something is a very powerful thing. Yeah. Right. As soon as you've what? named a thing and said that something else is that name, you, you are, nothing is the, nothing is a perfect fit. Yeah. And especially in this industry that's changing so quickly. So, you know, so much every single day. Well, it's also hard to deregulate. That's yeah. not usually a thing oh, yeah. that happens. Regulations yeah. come in, and then you know, five hundred times more work goes into getting rid of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's far far easier to say, well, I'll just leave it in place, and we'll yeah. add more to things. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, man, it's a it's a sticky wicket, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what do you what do you think what do you think uh, would be the should there be punishments, and what would the punishments oh, be? Oh, punishments. Yeah. Oh geez. Well, is it I mean, just monetary? Th- this is this is the whole self-driving car dilemma, right? Yeah. You know, like you know, should you hold car company X liable for the one death a year they cause? That's cost, true. That's true. Right? Yeah. You know, do you do you treat a company like an individual? I mean, since corporations are now individuals, right? Does yeah. that mean you can execute a company if yeah. they you know maliciously killed someone on the yeah. road? Yeah. <laughs> you know, can uh-huh. you put them in jail? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I know that's another thing. Again, going back to the regulation route. You know, once you define and standardize and you put those those clear lines in place, you know, companies like car companies potentially can get into the self-driving, you know, you know world with a lot, a lot more clarity about, you know, what's going to happen to them. If, mm-hmm. I can almost guarantee you that if we had a very clear, consistent standard applied to, you know, the laws or the, the, the damages and stuff that, that will happen when a collision happens, if, even if they're a little bit, quote unquote, mean to the car companies, that would allow a lot more people to enter the market, a lot more companies to enter the market because they know they now have a known risk as opposed to an unknown risk, which is a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so what should happen? Oh, man, you know, it's the scenarios like, mm-hmm. 
You know, what should happen if you design something that's that's used to, to kill people? You know? Yep. Um, I don't know. Gun manufacturers probably uh, have a lot to think about on this, too. You mm -hmm. know, like that's a, an example of an industry that doesn't have a lot of the repercussions. But there are a lot of other industries that do. I mean, if, yeah. you, if you make a toy, you know, that, that chokes one child, you know, yep. you've, you've got huge, huge yeah know, damages they're going well, it's like to. a ski resort versus a playground like everything in a playground is like has to be you know so you can't <laughs> hurt yourself but you know ski resorts fine yeah just send kids down they can run into trees like whatever yeah, right I it's mean. it's just history and how people work and what their norms are is just weird yeah and it, and it comes down to a test case hit you know ski, ski resorts versus manufacturer x versus whatever yep and when that test case hit we were forced to make a decision yep and that decision is stuck yep Right. And and even if technology and yeah. time has changed, that decision still stands. Yeah. You know, like Kinder Eggs. Yeah. For example, you can't, oh. <laughs> can't import Kinder Eggs because a kid may choke on them. Yep. Kin the Kinder Eggs are chocolate <laughs> with a toy inside um, and a little egg shape. And in the U.S., you can't get them. Yeah, I know. And my son loved them when we were living overseas. Yep. You know, yep. And because never, because uh, if 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 a child eats it and chokes on it, you know, then except hey. for getting this, something this big, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, that's that's the idea. Yeah. So, where do you think we'll will be twenty years from now? Will these will these? Well, well I think I think there's a decision point here. You know, if you want the U.S. to truly just become China's vacation spot, it's the new Europe. You know, there isn't really anything going on here. Everybody just kind of chills out and coasts for the rest of their lives. Then you then you regulate a whole bunch and you keep your lifestyle the way it is, and and that's and that's that. Um, if you if you still want to be the dominant world power in the world, you you can't go hard on regulation and AI um, and, or software or whatever. You you can't start protecting. You can't go into protect mode. That's yeah. That's definitely true. You know, if you you crack down on innovation, you're gonna you're gonna kill this industry. Yep. You know, we're already seeing. You know, obviously China has been the example, but you know, my time in Scotland. You know, uh, there was a lot of push to to get innovators to stay. You know, we're seeing other areas, other regions of the yeah. world that are doing a lot more than you know the U.S. to encourage things. You know, when I first came to the Bay Area, as a good example, people were coming to the Bay Area because that's where all the ideas were at, and yep. that's where everybody wanted to be. And there was this huge, like, you know, upwelling of of this is where it's going to be at. Yeah. And now it's still there, but there's a lot more people that are saying like, I'm here because of the momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, go to say Edinburgh and there's there's a lot of programs that are building that it's, momentum. It's upstart. Yeah. Right? It they're, is. They're, it is going. People are going there because it's starting now. There's yeah. a huge there's a lot of press to make this stuff happen. Um, and they're building what we are now kind of coasting on. Yep. All right. Well, I, I think that's it for today's show. Uh, thanks so. for joining us on the AI show. What questions do you have about AI? Comment on YouTube or Twitch or tweet us at DeepGram AI. We're Scott and Susan from DeepGram. Certainly not robots. And we come in peace. See you next time.